Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This is episode 301. 301. This is already the second take into 301, so that's, the that's second true. 300 episodes is going so swimmingly. Uh, <laughs> this week, we are talking about lots of things, but primarily... Apex Legends. Apex Legends. I'm excited. Have you played? I played. Uh, I played two matches. What did you think? By uh, yourself or with people? By myself. They, they by myself. Uh, with with a team. Yeah. But by myself. What did you think? Um, the first match I was in was with myself and one other person, so it was a team of two. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do that well. Do you feel I like did, you could review it? Right? I feel like I could review it right now. I don't know if I could review it, Should but I feel like I, I think it is a review because okay. I, I want to hear your review of this. Uh, okay. Like I want you to go that deep yeah. and tell me all about like your experiences because again, yeah. like I've played these couple matches, I'm like I'm I'm very very into it. The the second match I will say, I had 3 people in it, yeah. much more smooth. Oh, you're it saying the first very, one was only two people? Yeah, first person. Like that's yeah, why that's I say weird. like I played one match and like a half a match because yeah. it's like I didn't really get the full experience. Wasn't like marking things, pinging things over the across the map. But like the second match, yeah. we were pinging things all over the place. The one thing calling I'll, out ammo. One thing I'll say, it, yeah, like uh, number one, I have to caveat this with I have not won a match yet, so there's that. Um, I've come in second Shh. multiple times. Chris, I'm disappointed. No, no, I am too. It was bad. <laughs> I was not happy. I thought you were better at first-person shooters than this, man. Well, um, <laughs> just kidding. Both times, I feel like I got pwned pretty hard. Yeah, by yeah. An idiot. You had like an expert, like on the other team, just, just yes. Or, or did they just like, get lucky? You know. Yes, like last night. Mm. I'll just go ahead and tell us now. Okay, go. For last it. night, Aaron and I are playing, and uh, we make it to the final, like, it's uh, final t- couple circles. Yeah. We're looking for these guys everywhere. Then we realized they're on top of the building that we're in. Okay, well, like, okay, mm. cool. Let's wait till this uh, thing gets smaller, mm-hmm. and we'll get them again, and or we'll get them whenever they have to come off the roof. Mm-hmm. Somehow they make it to the other roof of the next building. Oh, so then I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go out on this hill and shoot at him. So I do that. One of them comes down. We down him, but he downs Aaron. And then I'm like, tr- I'm like looking around for this other guy. No idea where he shot me from. Somewhere up above. Somewhere yeah. like on the roof with a f- stupid shotgun. Maybe even in from a pocket dimension. Probably. I'm. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> that was my. Fa- that was the character I used. Was the character that goes into like the pocket dimension. Like you can run around. Oh, yeah, and the, stuff. Uh, like, super Wraith, awesome. I yeah, think. she she's really cool. She, she was yeah. pretty awesome. The uh, like so I think her immediate ability where you can like just like um uh kind of go into the into this ghost kind of state. Yes. Is really cool. Yep. The super ability, ultimate ability, is not that great. Not as cool because like you drop a portal down and then you can like portal back to that other place. Like so, well, basically, you, it's only for retracing your steps. It's more for yeah, or or it's like a support system for the rest of your team. Mm, so like so I've like, had scenarios oh. where it's like you know you're stuck inside the um your your teammate's going to be stuck inside the um the storm the storm. And so you drop a portal, hmm. and then like you go forward and drop another portal once you're inside the next one. That's a good call. So your, your teammates can get out faster; they don't burn. That's cool. As as quickly, but like, but then that's a one and done. Like it's like, oh, it doesn't really yeah. get you any like points. Doesn't really yeah. like, get you and, further and it's along. Either that, you know? or it's like you use it to like retreat back to a safe location or something. Yeah. Either way, I'm just kind of like whatever. Yeah, um, not as cool. 
No, not as cool as you would. But think. again, I do like the uh, the whole like turn you know turn into the ghost, run around, and, like, yeah. you know. I took I out s- a, a couple of folks with that. Actually. I think there are better ones like that are more like uh, aggressive mm. than you know because it's like okay, we can you know call in an airstrike. Yes. Or um, even the tracker one. It's like you can see. That one would be where everyone has been was probably like a close second. Like as I was looking at like what these are and like being like, okay, which like what's my play style? Like that one is like a close, you know, close second to like going invisible. And we gotta stop talking about this. That's true. We gotta uh, review later. Yeah. What have you been up to this week, Chris? Oh man. Um, What have I been up to, John? I mean, Uh, since episode three (laughs) hundred, playing uh, Apex Legends. Mm -hmm. Um, I finished up my battle pass on Fortnite. Nice. Waiting them for, waiting for them to drop this uh, this next patch. Yeah. And maybe it's live today. I don't know. Did it go live today? Most of the time it does go live on Thursdays. Like well, I, I always have th- to... it was supposed to go live yesterday and they delayed it. Oh no. Um, and so it's going to have overtime challenges. Yeah. Uh, and so like if you finish the battle pass, there's like some skins and stuff like that available for you to uh, for you to try to unlock, which I like. That's pretty cool. Um, it gives me something else to go for. Uh, that's the cool thing before. about that. Like, I I love the idea that it's like, oh, well, now near the end of the season, all of the people who have been the most dedicated players, yeah. and like have finished their battle passes uh, potentially weeks ago, yeah. in order to keep them like entertained and keep them around, like keep them potentially from going over to Apex Legends. Yep, they drop this like, okay, let's drop like a few more skins for them to grind for. Yeah, that's so. what I, I was about to say. I had a theory around that. Like, the, I think the only reason they're doing that is because. Everyone is playing Apex, Apex. Why can't I pronounce that word? <laughs> Apex Legends right now. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I agree with that like that's that was uh, what what I was immediately thinking whenever whenever you told me about that. I am nowhere close to the top of my battle pass. I'm about Ooh. like 55 or so, so are halfway. You, are you even gonna hit it? I'm not gonna try. Like yeah. I think I think I'm at the point right now where like I got the skins that I wanted to get out of it. The only thing that would be really cool is the different skins for the uh, pets. So like the little hamster skin or the uh, the the dog. I think has a cool like skull uh, skin yeah. like kind of a thing on it. And and uh, that would be fun. Like that'd be cool. So if I get some of those, like maybe. But like in the next 14 days like i'm not gonna like just you know destroy myself to try to get that or or let it be the only thing i play i think right, right. now like i'm more interested in playing like some apex legends or like yeah. playing you know other games and you know, more red dead that sort of thing than anything um yeah for me this week like literally the the game that, that you and i played the fortniting that we played um on whatever night that was that's basically the only gaming that i've done this week um this week has been dedicated to Finding a new vehicle mm. and uh, and figuring all of that whole situation out nice. and it's just yeah that's the a, old game of life. That's yeah that's the hardest game there is, man. The um, I've also been uh, I've, I'm continuing my journey through watching through all, all the uh, it's always Sunnies. Mm-hmm. We watched uh, so Dee and I we always watch all the uh, best picture nominees every year. That's right. Um, this year we're not going to be able to do the uh, so I don't know if I talked about this. I talked yeah, about did, this. You talked about how they're only splitting it between two weekends uh, with the best picture showcase. Yeah. With AMC. So basically, anyway, we're going to have to watch all these on our own. So I do think like didn't they have they have other showings uh, at AMC? Like, aren't they doing like a different one like every night or something like that? Or like it's it's there's like, multiple showings of some of these movies. No, that I thought it was. There's uh, only there's some that are there's a couple that are still in theaters and places. Gotcha. Like uh, you can probably find a Star Is Born. Uh, and Vice, both of those still mm-hmm. in theaters, but pretty much everything else is out like on on digital Blu-ray that type of thing, which is good for watching them at home. Yeah, um, or several of them are coming out on the nineteenth, so like next week, the week Just of in the time. Uh, yeah, we have to do it right before. <laughs> um, but we watched Black Klansman, fantastic movie. I dig it. Yeah, uh, it was. Um, uh, it surprised me, and 
like I, th- I think it's it's probably one of, and I see why he got the best director nod uh, nominee for this. But it's one of Spike Lee's best uh, films. I like he, Spike Lee. He did a really good job with this, um, and uh, it was it was really really funny. It was uh, it's based on a true story, and uh, I think that like it was just really well done. Uh, it also has um, Adam Driver got a best supporting actor nod for that, and I think he deserved that as well. So. I like Adam Driver a lot as well. Yeah, dude, Adam Driver. Like I always, every time I uh, I see, I always remember the uh, the skit on SNL, like where uh, Ky- it, well, yeah, what's Kylo the, uh, Ren went in like undercover it, boss style. Yeah, what is his name in <laughs> I that? Can't Kevin, like, was uh, it Kevin? No, I don't remember. Oh man, <laughs> it's just so funny, dude. Yeah, it's oh, amazing, man. So good, so good. Um, well, Chris, hmm. we've got to talk about Apex Legend. Yes, but we've got a ton of. Matt. Matt, the yeah, radar you, technician. You, you just looked it up. That's such a good that's such a good one, man. Yeah. Um Okay, so Chris, the news. So we've got a lot of Nintendo news, okay? But before we dive into the Nintendo news, let's dive into something that hit the headlines like earlier this week uh from Sony. Like it was an interview with Sean Layden. Yeah, you just told me about this. Yeah. My immediate reaction was it, it's gotta I be something I, it's real, gotta be something terrible. Real terrible. He's gotta be some, saying something dumb. So not because uh, Sean Layden's dumb, no, but because no, he's it's about cross play. Well, yes, it's about crossplay. Um, so yeah, so it was like honestly, like this interview with Game Informer, the Sean Layden. The first part of it was awesome. He was like, "This is the thing, you know. Th- this was something we saw that that was a, something that gamers wanted. Crossplay was something some gamers wanted. And there was a very small group of people that actually utilized crossplay. But we said, "Hey, this is something that's better for gamers, so we're going to do that. You know, we're going to offer it to them." And like uh, he's like, because it. even though it affects a very small number of people, they're trying to make it. Oh my god! I know, right? Even Good though it affects grief, a very guys. small number of people, like we're going to go ahead and do it because, again, like savior gamers complex. want that that option. Um, and then so they they did it, and that's like okay, I agree with that. That's all good. It's like it very. I have like very rarely do I use crossplay, but it's important to me that a console and a True. platform has yep. crossplay. Um, so later on in the interview, <coughs> excuse me. Later on in the interview, though, he says, quote, people keep saying, why doesn't Sony allow more people to have it? We're open for business on this one. All it takes is for publishers and developers who wish to uh, permission it. Uh, as ever, just work with your PlayStation account manager, and they'll walk you through the steps that we've learned through our partnership with Epic on how this works. I don't believe right now that there is any gating factor. I think they're open to making proposals uh, because the Fortnite thing worked pretty well. Um after the, those remarks, the CEO of Chucklefish, uh, who is uh, recently put out the game Wargroove on Xbox, PC, and Switch, crossplay on all, um, said, "Quote: We made many requests for crossplay, both through our account manager and directly with higher ups, all the way up until the release month, which was literally like the February first. So we're talking recent." Uh, we were told in no uncertain terms that it was not going to happen from oh our gosh. side. We can literally toggle a switch and have it working. Of course, policy work might be more complicated for Sony. Just wanted to provide some balance on the issue and say that it certainly isn't a question of developers having not contacted their account managers or having dropped the ball. We were told no. Um, also in that interview, he had mentioned that like, Hey, you know, for us on our end, we wanted to figure out the licensing of like purchases made on other accounts and all this stuff. He's like, so he's saying it's more than just 
for on Sony's end more than just flipping a switch or whatever. But then that's why the whole if we were, if on our end for Chucklefish, it was literally down to just flipping a switch. You know? Good grief. Well, um, that's I mean that's what uh, Team Rocket said whenever they accidentally like turned it on, or was it Fortnite? It was Fortnite. It was Fortnite actually turned it on. Yeah. But Team Rocket always yeah. said it was going to be a, a, just a switch. Right. They said the crossplay. Click a button. Cross progression was the challenge that they always had, where it was like, okay, that's the cross purchases and things like that. Like that's what they had to work w- on, you with know, Sony. with Sony yeah. and with all these other you know, platforms. Right. Um, that was always the challenge for them. But as far as cross play goes, they've always said that literally you can have it working within the afternoon. Yeah. You, know, you tell us in the morning, we'll have it working by noon. You know. Yeah. And Fortnite so, it was like it was a working. Long time ago, just accidentally. Anyway, so that's the crossplay state of crossplay. There's a lot. I mean, like state of, it's our just, annual update on the state of crossplay. It's it's so fascinating to me that like it's it's still in the news and Sony is still like you know getting getting heat over it, which is well because they keep saying stupid things. I know. It's, it, this is my thing. It at at some point it becomes your fault that you're getting hit in the face because you keep <laughs> saying hit me in the face because I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, but yeah, so developers, you know, that that obviously like rubbed Chucklefish the wrong way. Well, yeah. Which again, they published they originally published uh, Stardew Valley, um, and uh, but that was developed by a different team, and that the different team has actually uh, assumed the publishing for all of the the Stardew Valley moving forward, and except on Switch or whatever. But Chucklefish is like they publish a lot of things, um, and it, they, I mean, for them to say like, "Hey, we asked for this, and we did exactly followed the steps yeah. that, that literally the that Sean Sean's Layden laying out the boss of of PlayStation said that we should follow. We followed those, and then some, and you know we still didn't get it. Um, just the frustration. You know, obviously, it's apparent. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, it surprises me, honestly, that Sean's being that much that open about it. Like, hey, this is open to everybody. Because whenever they allowed it, allowed crossplay with Fortnite, mm-hmm. like they were very clear that uh, actually well, this, is a, this is a they test. call it a beta. Yeah, like this is like we are we're seeing how this works, mm-hmm. and you know then we might roll it out beyond that. And mm-hmm. then like there was a big deal when all of a sudden, okay, now Rocket League, yep. you know that's crossplay. Yeah, that was a big thing. But like, it doesn't surprise me that like. I wouldn't have thought that it would like from their language before. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like this open door policy that just anybody can just turn it on if they yeah, talk to their account manager. It, it didn't. Th- yeah, I mean, it, honestly, if the account manager came back and said, "No, that's not," sh-, you know, "No, we can't do that for you." Like, I, I would be like, "Okay." Now, but I, like, I, you know, unless and this is and this is entirely probable. You know, like I think there is sometimes. You know, these executives they get out there and they just say something that pops in their head that sounds good. It's like, true. hey, this sounds like this is how it should work. So I'm just going to say it. And like, and then maybe behind the scenes, for some reason, it doesn't work like that. Now everybody else has to deal with it. Yep. But like, there's like now there's a PR fire to put out. Yeah. Uh, or you then have to make it work for everybody and be right. this open door policy. Right. Like one of the two. Well, um, I feel like that's the only reason why uh, PSN name changes came in the like cobbled together state that they came in because at the PlayStation Experience 2017 in December 2017, uh, Sean Layden on stage I, he answered Greg Miller. Greg Miller asked him about. PSN name changes, and he said, "It's like ask me that same question this time next year." And so, literally, almost a year, like they released like this beta program for like name changes, and it's like it's so not worth it. Don't change yeah. your name on PlayStation. No. Like you can lose all your saves, you can lose your game purchases. There's all sorts of mess that they haven't figured out with that. And uh, so anyway, so I feel like the only reason they were able, like they launched that at that time was because because they said something about it. Someone said something about it and put a timeline on it. Yeah, I don't so. know. Like there's always like, ah, man, you know, it's it's always one of those things. Like I feel like you should just do number one. Okay, 
I'm going to lay out some ground rules. Number one, do the right thing. Yeah. Always. And then explain why you are doing that right thing to your customers. Mm -hmm. So maybe the right thing is you can't change your PSN name, but will you just tell us why? Yeah. (laughs) You say you might lose all of your saves. Yes. You might lose every game purchase you've ever made. Right. (laughs) So... Don't so change sorry, your names. right now, we won't change names. <laughs> right. We're working on it. A yeah. real solution. Um, down to hey. Well, the right thing to do would be just turn on crossplay yeah. and not be weird about it. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the right thing to do. So that's like true. the first point already negates what I would tell them to do. <laughs> you know, with all the messaging that they've got going on right now, but at least with the messaging, if you're gonna, if you, if you, if you're saying, well, we're gonna be weird about it, at least tell us why. Why are you being weird about mm-hmm. it? And don't give us some BS answer mm-hmm. about how like it protects the players. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Yep. Agreed. I mean, especially like because every other. Uh, executive that has talked about crossplay has always been like, you know, we're doing it on a case by case thing. It's, you know, we're making sure it's the best experience for our gamers. Sure, and all. and so fine. it's like all this stuff, but then like, you know, somebody just comes, you know, the higher up comes on and just blows it all away. Just talk to your account manager. That's right. Just, I mean, all you have to do is ask. Um, so into the Nintendo news. Do you want to hit the Activision news first? Oh yeah, sure. Well, yes. Don't be as joyous about it, though. Oh, oh, we're talking about that news. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Let's talk about this. Oh, let's talk about mass layoffs. Uh, yeah. So, um, yes, please, Chris. Uh, actually, we should pull up the article. I'll pull up the article by Jason Schreier about the uh, the uh, the layoffs. I can just read part of that. I also love. I just love how excited I was for a second there until you like reminded me this was this is this is bad news. Yeah. This isn't like, oh, new game. This article is from Jason Schreier of Kotaku. He writes, Publisher Activision Blizzard has begun this long-rumored layoff process informing employees this afternoon that it will be cutting staff on an earnings call. This afternoon, this was written on Tuesday. So, yes, we're recording a day early because of Valentine's Day. It's very true. Curtains pulled back. uh, You see the wizard. Yeah. Um. uh, On the earnings call on Tuesday, the company said that it would be eliminating 8% of its staff. In 2018, Activision Blizzard roughly had 9,600 employees, which would mean nearly 800 people are now out of work. That afternoon, was it, uh, this afternoon, yeah. That afternoon, the mega publisher began notifying those who were being laid off across its various organizations, which include Activision Blizzard and King. On the earnings call, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick told investors that the company had once again achieved record results in 2018, end quote, but that the company would be consolidating and restructuring because of missed expectations for 2018 and lowered expectations for 2019. The company said it would be cutting mainly non-game development departments and bolstering its development staff for franchises like Call of Duty and Diablo. Development sources from across the industry told Kotaku this afternoon that the layoffs have affected Activision Publishing, Blizzard, King, and some of Activision Studios, including High Moon. At Blizzard, the layoffs appear to only have affected non-game development departments such as publishing and esports, both of which were expected to be hit hard. Over the last few years, many of our non-development teams expanded to support various needs. Blizzard President J. Allen Brack said in a note to staff around 1 p.m. Pacific time that was obtained by Kotaku, Currently, staffing levels on some teams are out of proportion with our current release slate. That means we need to scale down some some areas of our organization. I'm sorry to share that we will be parting ways with some of our colleagues in the U.S. today. 
In our regional offices, we anticipate similar evaluations subject to local requirements. Um, this is, you know, goes through a lot of more context, but that's the basic gist of it. Um, it's always a bummer mm-hmm. uh, when there's layoffs um, in any industry. And so uh, I hope everyone affected is, you know, finds new work and all yeah. that. Um, it is really interesting to watch this happen. Uh, it is so basically what they're saying is that the optics are bad. Number one, on like like if you're going to do this, I don't know that you necessarily pair it with should pair it with a earnings call where you say, "Hey, we made record profits. We last made year, lots of money, but we're cutting so all these people." Like, great, that makes you just look like a jerk. Even if those two things are unrelated. Like the fact that they made record profits in 2018 is honestly, if you look dig into it, it's a separate issue from the fact that their forecasts for 2019 are down. It's true. That's different. Also, even though they made record profits, they didn't hit the, their you know their their the the top line that they wanted to. Again, still a separate issue. Um, except for the fact that they're like the, the way that they are going to create more revenue is to. Uh, cut people's salaries. Yep. And it's it's just like this is, you know, like there are different business philosophies out there. You know, there's business philosophies where it's like, well, you you cut the you cut as many costs as you can and if you're saying you're your if you if you if you look at your um, people and this is where I think like the, where the philosophical difference comes from. If you look at your people as a resource drain mm-hmm. rather than a resource gain, mm-hmm. then you will always cut staff whenever you are looking to save money mm-hmm. rather than using that staff to create more products, better marketing. There is just a completely different mm-hmm. way of looking at business. Yeah. And I think different companies go about it different ways. Yeah. You know, um, and cause you, you would see, think about the, whenever we went through the recession in 2008, there were companies that during the recession had like, they cut a ton of employees. Mm-hmm. There were also companies who were like, we are going to, we're going to weather this storm. We're not going to cut anybody, um, but we may have like you know decreased profits, but we're all going to work extra hard during this time. For example, Nintendo, um, back whenever they weren't doing super hot at the end of the uh, Wii U era, literally like all of the executives like elected self-elected like so each, each like they elected to not take their bonuses but right. so that they could continue to like pay people at the same salary, not cut employees that all of their developers like they they may retained all of their studios didn't have to sell anybody so yeah and like and so i i haven't read this for myself i heard this on uh, i think um uh kind of funny games daily that and the quote was something like you know if if a i can't i can't it, it was by the nintendo president and he was saying um something about if creatives people making the games feel like they're job is at risk, then they are not able to do their, their best work. And that's looking at people as a resource, looking at people and saying, Hey, well, I need them to do our best, their best work. They are a resource to me. Yep. We will do what we can yep. to make sure that they remain a resource. I pulled up the, uh, the quote. So, uh, Satoru Iwata, amazing guy. It's like he, uh, he passed away like 
um, back, I think, in 2017. Years ago, yeah. Um, and so he says, quote, I sincerely doubt employees who fear they may be laid off will be able to develop software titles that could impress people around the world. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. And so, you know, but then if you look at, you know, your employees as a drain, as a constant, you know, drain on resources, then you're going to say, well, we need to make more money, so we're going we're gonna to cut them. And I definitely, I definitely, like, I understand, like, where Activision's at. You know, like, they, there were two key things. There's rumors, the, like, we haven't gotten confirmation from Activision, but there's mm-hmm. rumors, um, apparently, that uh, some of the uh, staff that they cut were, like, Destiny people, like, marketing teams, mm-hmm. um, and, like, Heroes of the Storm, mm-hmm. uh, games that they are. But, like, the thing is, like, you can look at, I'd have to look, go back and look, but like, did I don't know that Activision went through like a round of layoffs when they canceled Guitar Hero, for instance. Not, um, not that I know of. What they're what they're basically like, what they have said is like they are centralizing uh, more of their uh, efforts. So rather than have like, for instance, two digital marketers or social media marketers for both um, Warcraft and Diablo and on Destiny, they're going to consolidate all that into one. And it's one team rather than three teams or four teams or whatever it is, which again, totally get. Um, and like, uh, that makes me question. It makes sense. It, it makes me like it makes me question your you know, like your your business decisions in the first place. Yeah, and I think like like the whole looking at your um, looking at your your staff as a drain on resources also kind of works that way where like if you if you're the person the person that got got all of this additional work like your job just turned into like four people's jobs um overnight like where you are now the the marketer the social media person or whatever for four different games rather than one game it's like that also kind of you're viewing that person as like a usable resource where it's like we're just gonna like burn this person out we're gonna give them as much work as they can possibly handle and and you know until the quality drops or until like whatever, you know, yeah. they, they quit and somebody else gets hired, whatever it is. It's, so it's roughly, it's I mean, weird. so, you know, like you and I, we grew up in Southern Illinois around like, uh, there's a lot of coal mines and there's some factories up there. Mm-hmm. Um, farmland, lots of, lots farmland, and lots of farmland. But yeah, but, so like I'm, but I'm referencing like the coal mines and the factories specifically. I mean, like I can remember times when they would go through seasons of, Hey, we're pr- actually this factory, we're producing this car. And so now, like for mm-hmm. this season, like we've got to staff up, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, well, they're not producing that car anymore, so we've got to mm-hmm. we've got to lay people off. Same thing, it, thing, same thing with the coal mines. There were there would be rounds of layoffs and and hiring and layoffs and hiring. Mm-hmm. And so, like in some industries, this is pretty like this is a normal thing. Even in even in, like there people are saying you know unionization again, like this would fix that. No, it wouldn't. Those no. are highly unionized. Uh, trades, but it would put some protections in there for sure. Yeah, but it would not stop the layoffs. That comes from strategy and how you think about your employees mm-hmm. from the top. Well, and I think like pressure put on companies to like to treat your employees better is is the only thing that really fixes companies that have a flawed or a different. I'll just say that different mindset of how their staff is well, like possibly the, well i think you know like but i think like so if, uh, if people don't want to work at your company because you're viewing their staff a certain way like you're going to change how you view your staff so you can hire people sure kind of like i think i think there's a difference in like those two industries though is the point i was about to make mm. is like a factory environment making a game is not a factory it's true you are not an assembly line mm-hmm. at least you shouldn't be Treated that way in a, in a creative environment. How are you creative in a factory? And because you're, that's all about factory is about precision mm-hmm. and maximizing 
your productivity and minimizing your waste. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the factory environment is. There is no room for creativity in that environment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a room for re- doing repeatable things, and so like, but the, and that makes me like, what is Activision really trying to do? Well, it looks like they're doubling down on their their games that currently make money. Yeah, like it doesn't seem like they're interested in, in starting new IP mm-hmm. and being creative. It seems like they are trying to maximize their productivity mm-hmm. and cut down on their waste like a factory. They just want to be a games factory. Well, I mean, they've been accused of such for years and years and years and years, and it's like it's not like a a like it's it's an apt descriptor, like especially like Call of Duty or whatever. It's like oh, you t- turn out a, like a new Call of Duty every single year. Of course, you rotate studios, and they're slightly different, but generally like you're honing in on like the you're just dialing like in this gameplay to be a different thing you know so it's like oh we're putting out this product this year but then here's this reskin of the same product this next year oh this one doesn't have a single player campaign because it costs us too much money to put it in there right you know it's like so you get these little i don't know the same game over and over again and you know madden similar ways oh new roster new you know a few new gameplay tweaks that sort of thing is just things that you can put on the bullet points of the oh this one has a new way that we render x you know and like that's just been their kind of go-to so i don't know like it's it's a uh them and and ea like kind of have that same kind of vibe but ea takes these risks with like ea originals with like uh a lot of their like with their like respawn games like with apex legends we're gonna be talking about ea game like they take more creative uh leaps in my mind than activision like activision hasn't taken a risk in a long time i would even say like the i would say the canceled star wars games were a certain level of a creative risk for (laughs) ea even though they end up canceling them and that who goes through as much develop? I mean, they've they've developed like yeah. three games at this point that they haven't even put out. It's true. Put so much time and money into those. It's true. But for some reason, they were just were I like. S- oh. I still think that you know, I, there's I st- something weird going on there. Agreed. Um, but yeah, like it's again, it's just I, I can't think of the last time I've like heard about an Activision game and been like, oh, that's that's an inter- that's a unique thing, right? I don't know. I mean, not since Destiny, but Destiny no. wasn't their idea. No. They were publishing it. And they've bailed on it. Like, they literally just, yeah. like, have said, oh, we're not publishing that anymore. Here you go, Bungie. Yeah. Um, you know, Bungie obviously probably wanted to get out of there. They're celebrating at their desk, popping champagne on the day that it happens. So it's like... I mean, it's, it's funny because, you know, like, and, we, and we've known this for years. You know, Activision's always... They canceled Guitar Hero whenever it was making enough money that it would make any other publisher extremely happy. Yeah, let's make four more games. Same, thing, that. same thing with Skylanders. Yeah. Um... They think about this. Ubisoft still puts out Just Dance on Wii. I mean, I, and, and that's what I just don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Other than Call of Duty, how how Activision is making so much money in the first place? Mm. Well, they have King. Uh, King is the mobile developer. Um, True. They are one of the biggest mobile developers out there. So, or were whenever they were acquired. But they're by saying, Activision. and then they're even saying they're like for Blizzard. You know, like uh, uh, Hearthstone has been mm. declining. Warcraft has been declining. Uh, Overwatch has been declining. So it's like, and Call of Duty has been declining year over year. Yep. I don't know. At some point, like, don't you have to say, rather than relying on these old franchises that are declining, we have to inject some fresh mm-hmm. ideas into yeah. this stable of games? Yeah, otherwise... Or do you just ride it out until it's dead? Otherwise, you literally continue to just diminish in profits and continue to try to diminish your 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 
operating costs by, this is what by they're firing doing. people. Yeah. And you just continue to do that year on year on year on year until you're like, it's just, it's literally just the CEO standing there. At that point, it's like, <laughs> it's a, it is, it's a race to the bottom. Yeah. It's, it's like mm. with yourself. Yeah. No one's trying to like be no there. Like no one's forcing them to do this, you know? No one's forcing them to, to continue down the path of the same games, the same franchises. Hmm. I don't know, man. It's like, I, you know, like I, 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 uh, just from a, just a creative sense, mm-hmm. I respect um, companies like Nintendo a lot more who will eat crow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because they freaking released a terrible console called the Wii U mm-hmm. uh, for years. But then they will, you know, turn it around yeah. and try something new and be creative and invest in their their next product, the Switch, and make a ton of money. Yeah, massive success. Um, and even that, like, I think they've said that that didn't hit necessarily, like, their holiday projections. They had a they had a ri- like a ridiculously high uh, sales goal for whatever their their uh, calendar year their their yeah. fiscal year, and they only missed it by like they only they had twenty million consoles they wanted to sell right. Yeah, they got seventeen. I mean that's still they a lot. only missed it by three mi- like it's like that's yeah, pretty how, good. How, how much still. revenue is that? I mean that's a lot of revenue, but like I mean it's I mean, still how much pretty are good. They? How much they cost? Uh, three hundred. Yeah, so three. So it's literally three hundred, almost a billion dollars. Yeah. So, but like at the same time, um, they were the most like as far as revenue it goes, they were the most profitable uh, console maker in the back half of the year. So like where they were at in like October versus where they ended up at like by the end of the fiscal year, which actually haven't gotten to the end of their fiscal year, but they're not going to sell a like they're not going to sell three million units or whatever in the next month. Right. Um. And uh, but yeah, like it's. Where they were at there versus where they ended up is like vastly different. Like their holiday was so good yeah. for them. So anyway, um, it, it's a bummer. It's I think it's just, it's more indicative of like just different theories around how do we view creatives? This game building process. Are these people just like makers in a factory, or are these actually creative individuals who are doing a job? And I'm not saying you can't find efficiencies and shouldn't find efficiencies. You should definitely have yeah. processes, have things that make things faster, easier, better. But like, like don't view your assets, your people as just a cog in the wheel, a yeah. number. Yeah. That you can just discard when you need to. Hmm. On to some good news, Chris. Nintendo had a direct today. Yes. There are lots of things in this direct, um, but we will only hit the things that I was just like, "Ooh, that's really cool." Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing we just uh, you you saw as you were like looking up something else, and you're like, "Oh man, this is very cool." Yeah. The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening remake is happening this year. It looks really good. It looks cool. The uh, I like the trailer for it. It's a very like anime esque trailer, yeah. the, like intro thing, and then you got into the actual gameplay of it, which uh, which is like top down Zelda, classic kind of top down Zelda with some side scrolling kind of bits, and uh, it looks really nice in that like yeah, HD. It, feel, it feels like it has more of like a Mario versus Rabbids uh, uh, art style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Like it's 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 a more cartoony that sort of thing. It's it's like oh, this is what this game. In my mind, like whenever I was wa- like looking at pixelated games as a child, like you would kind of fill in the gaps. Right. And like this is kind of what you would imagine right. in your head. Where oh, this is a cartoon character. Yeah. Um, the next thing I wanted to mention was a big news was Super Mario Maker Two is coming in uh, the summer, I believe. Let me see. I want to make sure I get the date right. Uh, it doesn't say when. Oh, June. 
So this is an interesting one. Rather than coming out with like a deluxe version of the Super Mario Maker, which they uh, they released on Wii U as well as 3DS um, a couple, a few years ago, near the end of the Wii U's life, um, rather than releasing that one as like a deluxe version, they're doing a sequel, which is strange to me. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that it would take too long to port all of those different art styles over mm. to the Switch that it might they might as well make a new game. It was like, oh, let's just recreate them all over here. Yeah, that's what I th- honestly hmm. think. Fascinating. That's the re- only reason you would port a game rather than remake a new one is because of the, it would save time. Hmm. But if it doesn't save any time, let's just make a new one. This was kind of one of those, like, I, I, I've been looking for this game to be released, like a, a version of Mario Maker for the Switch. Um, and it's like, I've been wondering why they didn't do it, like, last year, why they didn't do it before. So if there were, like, uh, you know, potential things that were hard about porting it over, hard about remaking it yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, just think, you need, yeah. better, you need better assets for the graphics. You need, but mm-hmm. you know... You need a lot of different things. I, I also think, like, uh, I'd have to go back and look at the review scores. I don't remember um, Mario Maker being reviewed extremely well. It, uh, was, it was it was in, like, a 7s, 8s, like right. 7.58. And so, like, there were a lot of places they could improve on it. And yeah. um, even, like, uh, so Jay Pinion's jo- uh, um, Jared Walker, who's, who was on the show last week, uh, he recently picked up Mario Maker for um, the, uh, the Wii U. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been going through it. And I was talking to him, like, hey, how are you enjoying it? And... Uh, it's like it's great. Whenever I'm trying to find things, it's mm-hmm. hard to to find and download and search for like yep. the best. I have basically he's like going to YouTube and finding out. Oh, that one looks like it'll be fun to play. Downloading it, yep. it's like, well, that's terrible. You shouldn't have enter to go to in YouTube. the code right. that like they give you on the YouTube. Video. There should be a better version. Yep. You know, so there's that, and there's like some of the. It's just clunky in ways to uh, to yeah. create some of these uh, uh, levels. So. I mean, honestly, it doesn't like that's part. That's why none of that surprises me that they're making a new one. Yeah, they uh, they're adding some new features to it. Uh, they've they've debuted like there are slopes um, in addition to all uh, 3D Super Mario 3D World assets. So there's a Ooh, whole new a- nice. uh, table of assets that you can use. That's cool. Um, but then like they didn't act, act address whether you can import in the old ones. This was the biggest no-brainer to me was like, okay, if you can get it to the point where I can enter in all of those old courses into this new thing, if you can get that to that point, I literally have like an endless version of Mario Maker from day one yeah. rather than having to wait like a month before people to create a bunch of tracks and things and then like find those. Yeah, I think, I don't know, like because the way that Mario Maker 1 worked, I believe, was that there was basically like there were pre-made levels that mm-hmm. you had to go through to unlock all the the pieces yeah. design pieces anyway. Yeah. And so like I think there's there's a ramp up there. By the time you finish that, there's yep. gonna be stuff to download probably. Makes sense. It makes me wonder if things like uh, if I can't remember maybe Little Big Planet three did. I don't think Little Big Planet two did. It let you import Little, Little Big Planet mm. one games. I don't think it did. I think there was a there was a hard break between Little Big Planet one and two, but then two you could import into three. Yes, so. that's yeah. what I thought it was too. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll I don't know. It's just different design philosophies. Yeah, and again, like if it's if it was hard to port over, or if there's some reason why these can't come over, it's like okay, that makes sense. You well, know? and this is the thing. Like if you're just saying I'm just going to get a big mess of a bunch of <laughs> levels, I can't search through anyway. Yeah. Like, well, do I, I want don't, that? I don't want them over there anyway. Yeah. Uh, the next piece of big news for for me as a as a Fire Emblem fan, Fire Emblem Three Houses has a release date, and the gameplay and story details were revealed um and so this is coming out on july 26th so top down strategy rpg super pumped about this it's uh it's it really like 
the setup of it sounds really unique for for this game because a lot of times it's like oh you're the hero and it's kind of yeah. a, a very like kind of cookie cutter story with little twists here and there where there's like, oh there's time travel in this one or yeah. there's this other thing in this one this one you are a instructor at a school with three different uh, competing like uh, kingdoms that come to your school so at some point in the game in the campaign you have to select which school you're gonna be like teaching like from you know from then on and so then that's like your thing so there's like an element of like replayability where oh i chose that school and met those characters this person chose that school and met those characters and they yeah. all you know it just seems like a really cool setup for a huge uh rpg yeah um but yeah so july super excited to play that um there was a new game that was debuted uh, from Platinum Games, which is the developer of Bayonetta. Yeah. And this is a Switch title. It's an action game. It's it's a uh, different from Bayonetta. Bayonetta 3 is still in development. So they have two teams, I guess? They have multiple teams. Like, Platinum is such a strange... They do a lot of games, and sometimes they're, like, not great. Like, they're, sometimes they're in, like, the sixes and sevens, but sometimes they're in, like, the tens and things. So it's like, I'm not sure... So you're saying Activision would shut that studio down? Literally, I'm saying that Activision would Ooh. shut that studio down. <laughs> so platinum games uh it's called astral chain is their new, new game and it looks like a sci-fi alien game and it's uh, they do whenever they do good action games they do really good action games right. and uh whenever they do mediocre action games they're mm. pretty mediocre action games <laughs> so keep your eye on that one wait for the reviews all right um we've got some fast things happening, uh, like some smaller things. We have Captain Toad Treasure Tracker Co-op, which I'm excited to potentially jump into. Mm. I love tra- Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Um, and then we have uh, Hellblade, Sinua's Sacrifice, coming to the Nintendo Switch. It's a really good game. Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered coming to the oh Nintendo Switch. Gril- no. What is Remastered about it? You tell me <laughs> right now. <laughs> It was already in <laughs> HD, so what's like? What's the what is remastered about it? Oh man, I don't know. But you can go back and uh, and f- you know finish your uh, your game, Chris. You're through the no. That <laughs> the was American a terrible Revolution. game. I had no fun playing that game. What I love about it is like there are other Assassin's Creeds that you could have ported over to this thing, like Black Flag or something. Like something that's more of a fan favorite rather than Assassin's Creed Three. Why choose that one? Assassin's Creed Three. So the American Revolution is my second favorite period in history. Assassin's Creed 3 should have been one of like my favorite games of all time. Yeah. And it was just not fun to play. Yeah. The uh <laughs> I remember you were so amped about it. Did you get a special edition of that one? No, but I bought it like okay. day 1. Yeah. I just remember you being so amped I about it. I was super pumped about it. Other things we've got Dead by Daylight is coming fall 2019 and then uh Mortal Kombat 11 is finally dated. I take that back. I don't think I bought it day 1. Okay. It was, it was pretty close to day still, one. You I were super amped about it. Um, Unravel 2 is coming to the Nintendo Switch, which I think is the perfect place to play Unravel 2 because uh, you know, Unravel 1, I feel like they should port that one over. I, I would play it there. Mm. Um, we've got Dragon Quest Eleven is uh, is also coming to the Nintendo Switch. It was It's already released uh, to the Nintendo Switch in Japan, but it's coming over to the US. And... Let me see. I believe that's about it. Um, oh, Box Boy. There is a 3DS game called Box Boy, and it was Box Boy 1 and Box Boy 2. And uh, you, a puzzle platformer, you can duplicate yourself and stack yourself high and like you can do all these different things with the box in order to uh, to complete the puzzles. So there's a, a Box Boy and Box Girl. It's coming to Nintendo Switch. So it's uh, it's the basically the third game in the Box Boy franchise. Um... Let me see. 
I believe that's it. The only other thing that I uh, of note is that Square Enix is coming out with a uh, new RPG via Tokyo RPG Factory, um, and it's going to be on the Switch as well. So that was the uh, the makers of I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere, which is their um, RPG studio like they, that's all they do is just come out with kind of traditional rpgs um and so they're coming out with a new a new game for the nintendo switch as well so but that's all of the news from today's nintendo direct sweet that's the news apex legends review chris apex legends hit me with the Apex Legends review. All right, so uh, I'll do. A, there's nothing to spoil, so I'm just going to talk about this no, game. No, there's, there's literally nothing to spoil. <laughs> there's, no, there's no story to speak of. Yeah. Um, it is set in the Titanfall universe. Yeah. But there are no Titans. Um, there are also no pilots either. There's, yeah. There's no there's like no running on walls. At what time frame is that? Like in the <laughs> quote unquote lore uh, of the Titanfall I universe? I think is, is this after Titanfall Two? I don't know. I believe it is. Who said that? I'll have How to find. You, I'll, you know? I'm going to do some research, but keep hitting me, Chris. I do. There are a bunch of videos on YouTube uh, about this game that I probably should have watched, <laughs> but um, I have not. I think there's like character intros for every single character and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't necessarily care about all that. All I really cared about was uh, the, uh, the the gameplay. And man, is it fun! So, take all the all of the um, gameplay mechanics from Titanfall Two minus the like wall running and boosting, mm. and then you've got the way that this feels. So it's it's like uh, it's really quick, fluid, fast gameplay, um, and you even have one of the characters has like a grappling hook, so like you can. It's on a 20-second timer cooldown or whatever, but you can grapple to different areas. This is more of like a cross between um, something like an Overwatch-style hero shooter and a Blackout-style Battle Royale game. That's fascinating. Like, I love that idea. If it's all in teams. That's the other, like... Oh, there's teams, Oh, yeah, because there's scenes of three. There are, you know, you can't just solo queue. There's not, like, singles, yeah. Right, and so... At least not yet. I mean, maybe I could see them adding one in the future. This is where, and, and this is why. I don't necessarily think they they expected this to blow up as much as it did. Um, maybe they thought it would, but maybe not. Um, and uh, if you think your player base is going to be small, why would you flood them with a bunch of game modes and spread them out? Mm. But now that like the big news is over in the past week. They have hit 25 million players, which is the fastest growing. It beat, I think, Fortnite uh, with a, the fastest growing player base for one of these uh, free-to-play games. Yeah. Um, and so like, you have enough people now that if you introduced a new mode where you could solo queue, like that's totally an option. What I don't think that they want, and I, don't, I think the gameplay supports, I don't know that they will ever like let, I don't think they'd necessarily let you solo queue into a, team match you know like you can with Fortnite. you can say mm-hmm. i want to i'm gonna solo queue into teams um and uh i'll just be a one person team and there could be a four person team i don't think they're ever gonna let you like solo queue like because whenever i played like it was just me and one other person right um yeah and that's not supposed to happen the did, matchmaking... I, I think literally i got in the match and then somebody left yeah yeah like it was i, I was on a three-person team but then I wasn't right, um, and so I don't know. Like it, it, that, that was definitely not the way that it was intended to be played. Like because yeah. it felt like 
Well, you're at a disadvantage. Well, and like I only have a certain subset of powers, and those powers complement other people's powers, and so without like the you know second and third puzzle pieces, it almost feels like it's you yeah. know it's not well, that's, and the that's same. The, that's the hero shooter part of it, and it's like maybe yeah maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. Like you just never know. Yeah. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think that they would let like you would be at an extreme disadvantage if they let you solo queue into a team match, and I think. They might do like solo matches where it's more team deathmatch style or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could see them doing that. But then it kind of turns just into Titanfall to multiplayer, but right. whatever. That's fun. Which, by the way, speaking of Titanfall, Apex Legends takes place around 30 years after the ending of Titanfall 2. Okay. That, it literally has no effect on gameplay. Yeah, the next sentence is while it doesn't necessarily reference or even call back to that game, it is an indirect sequel of sorts. Interesting. Sure. Just fun facts, Chris. Yeah. I mean, I love Titanfall, and I love Titanfall 2. Um, Another fun fact is that since this game has been popular, Titanfall 2 has seen like massively increased numbers of people nice. in their multiplayer lobbies. Um, so amazing. this game has revitalized uh, Titanfall 2 I mean, it's in a honestly lot of ways. made me want to go back and play it. Yeah? Uh, it's, I, but what it's made me want to do is go back and play that campaign again. The single-player campaign. so good. So good, man. There's also uh, there's only one achievement I didn't get in that game. And it was going through that uh, oh, time so trial. Hard. The like ultimate version of that time trial, whatever it was. It's so hard. The I, only achievement that I didn't get is I need to go through on uh, the highest level of difficulty through yeah, the Yeah, you should have done it in the first place. It was not hard. <sighs> That's the thing is I really should have. Yeah. Um, but you get the chance to play it again because it's, it's so good. It's true. It's a really good game. Um, yeah. So uh, just to break it down, you know, like the it's a, it's a battle royale team-based three-member teams. You drop in, you have different heroes. You either have healers, um, trackers. Uh, you have, uh, like, basically a, a tank. Um, right. And, uh, um, Which was basically the missing piece uh, from, from that first team that I was in was, was a, a tank. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, you can't, the, I mean, because it's only three people, you, there's, you cannot have a team that has everything. Right. And so you may, like, you know... You're gonna be missing one of the available options, which is cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a really nice thing. Because um, like sometimes you like you just roll the dice, like, well, we're not gonna bring a healer, you know. Um, the the thing that I think is a game changer. This is a piece of, of Apex Legends. I think is a complete game changer. Is the ping system. Mm-hmm. So uh, as you're running around the world, you can hit right bumper and it pings different items. And so it's like, okay, if you find a level two. Uh, body armor, and you already have one. You don't need it, but you ping it. You hit it, and like you, just, like you uh, look at it, ping it, and it'll notify your immediate um, team members that, hey, there's a level two body, mm-hmm. body armor here. And then they can turn toward where you've pinged it and hit right bumper and say and claim it and call dibs on it. Yeah. It's like you all know, oh, this person's taking that and then it remains on your screen and so you can just you can go find it easily. Yep. Um not only that, but you can mark locations, you can mark enemies, mm-hmm. you can uh highlight and call out, "Hey, I need heavy ammo." Yeah. Like and this and this is all really easy to do. Mm-hmm. Really quick, easy. It it makes the whole like the way to select things in Fortnite for instance is there's only one and it's to go to the map and find the spot you're looking to to click on and drop a marker yep it's like that's that's good if you're going way far away or something like that but like 
The only other way is maybe jump up and down and shoot shoot your gun and get their attention. But then and it like, gets everyone else's attention. Yeah. I like I I found that fascinating because like in my play, like I, I wasn't on comms with anybody. Whereas in Fortnite, like whenever I'm not on comms, even if it's with like you, where I'm yeah, like, it's we are, hard, dude. It's hard because it's like you'll be you'll find something that's like, well, do you want a shotgun? And it's like unless you can hear him you say, Do you want a shotgun? It's it's not there, but then in the game, like it impressed me that even contextual audio of your character or your teammates' characters' yep. voice, like somebody encounters a a squad of enemies and starts taking fire, their character comes over your calm and says, yep. "Taking heavy fire," and then they like give you like a a some directions. Like it's like, "Oh, you know, come over here and help out." Like, when whatever. you see a marker on the screen, no, exactly, it's, it's, there's not this whole "Where are you?" Right. Or like, which direction are you facing, or like whatever. Like right. it, it literally happens, you know, in a, in a lot of ways automatically and in con- context where it's it's someone talking to me, telling me this is what's going on. Yeah. So that's I, I thought that was very very cool. Yeah. Um. And I was I was impressed with it, like to the point where like even in like Blackout, like I was like, why would hasn't a game a battle royale game done this with like contextual audio with the characters? Yeah before like that doesn't like it's 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 such like a a no-brainer to me at this point like having played that that i'm like every other game is going to implement that yeah i think every other game is going to implement that and every other game is going to implement that ping system yeah there's no reason why they shouldn't at this point and i was talking to um fultron earlier today and he was like i guarantee you epic is already working on that Mm -hmm. like getting that into Fortnite. yeah um because you know that they're Paying so much attention to Apex Legends, yeah, because like Apex has the potential to pull over a huge player base. I mean, they in their in their twenty five million player promo where they're like, "Hey, celebrating!" They they use footage of Ninja playing uh, Apex Legends, yep. uh, Doctor Lupo, um, like all these very intentional, intentionally picking Fortnite streamers and mm-hmm. putting them in their video, yeah, um, like. Epic Games knows that Apex Legends is like we are we're we're pulling from your player base. And it's and while I guess at the if fall last year Blackout did pull from their player base, like it was it wasn't timed uh the way that this one's timed. This one's timed near the end of a, a season. Fortnite season. Yeah. And whereas like Blackout wasn't timed near a uh a, yeah. a season like Blackout's main concern as far as scheduling goes was was seemingly Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, and moving up ahead of that. But at the same time, like we didn't see like the marketing go after right. you know Fortnite in the way that we've seen a free to this free to play game take numbers away from like a Fortnite or yeah. whatever. Like it's it just didn't have as big of a dent as this game seems like it is. And I do see this game taking more players from things like PUBG and Blackout than I do from Fortnite. Agreed. Um just based solely upon the the similarities and differences in play styles. Yeah, and the art aesthetic a little bit. Like you, it's like, oh, this is more art aesthetic, re- but realistic. it's like first person versus third person. True. You know, like those others are first person. Yeah. Um, and I think people are more ready to leave PUBG. Like if they haven't already left PUBG, like for Blackout, for Blackout, then why wouldn't they now leave it for this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's this is free to play. Blackout was locked inside. Uh, Call of Duty, yeah. Like you had to buy the game, yeah. Um, and until you know, maybe the next one comes out, maybe they make it free to play or something like that. But I just, uh, I think there were probably reasons to not go to Blackout. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's why I didn't play it. Yeah, I don't have it. I mean, it's like sixty. You know, it's a sixty dollars buy in right. versus but, like a, just a download. Like if that's what I'm going, to, if, if that's why I'm, if all I'm looking for is another battle royale game, I'm not going to pay sixty dollars for it. Yeah, but I will, pl- I will download Apex Legends for free. Yeah, so. 
that's where I think it's going to pull a lot of his player base from. Is, is super cool. Is Blackout and PUBG. The interesting thing about you mentioned the game modes. Like, it's, oh, it's fairly sparse. Like off the bat, like I mean, it's like there's no other game mode. Like it's just this is that you either play it or you don't. Yeah. Um. And similarly with Titanfall One and Titanfall Two, they launched those games with relatively few game modes, which I feel like a lot of reviews kind of docked them for, especially in Titanfall One. Um. But then they slowly added those yeah. game modes over time based on what the uh player base could bear like, where it's right. like okay we can we're going to introduce one now we're going to introduce this other one so i'm right there with you it's like hey let's just launch this thing with the best you know best intended game mode that we have and then kind of maybe tweak it from there um, yeah i mean and i even wonder if like you know how big this team actually was because you know respawn's working on a star wars game that's right so like i mean this could possibly have been just a really small team like hey make this battle royale game based on the engine from Titanfall 2, see yeah. what you can make happen. Because this is this is running on Titanfall 2 engines. This is not um, uh, EA's, what is it called? I forget what it's called. The it's uh, Frostbite? Yeah, Frostbite, yeah. Um, this is like their own, I forget what it is. It's based on like uh, the Valve engine, Snowdrop or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, like, uh, you know... I, I, I think now they're probably saying, okay, well, now that we've hit 25 million players, we can probably dedicate some more resources to it. Yeah. And, and what I like that I've seen, like, I mean, they, they released a patch today. They released a patch, dropped a patch, and did some balancing, some gameplay balancing today, which is amazing. That's what I, I want to see from, from uh, developers like this. That's what you see from Epic. They're, like, super, super on top of, like, if this is broken, we're going to take it out. If you know this needs to be fixed, we will fix it as fast as we can. We are always listening to you, always uh, making adjustments, that type of thing. Same thing with Activision. That's uh, what they do best with Call of Duty is yeah. like iterate, make changes as fast. I mean, they will they drop patches two like multiple days in a row if they need to. Right. It's it's just fascinating to me that uh, the. Finn Sampella like came and a lot of the crew that does uh, that was from Respawn they came over from Infinity. Yeah, Ward. and they started that. that yeah, that's why. You know, that's the, literally that, the first iteration of that game that like made those tweaks and was like, we're tweaking this gun by this percent, and like, yeah. it's it's amazing. Oh yeah, so. they, t- they totally get it. Um, and that's where you know, like PUBG kind of fell by the wayside. Like, you know, sure they come up with these new maps, but I mean, there's nothing new in there uh, on a regular basis. Um, and so, I'm super pumped about Apex Legends, seeing them fix things seeing like the potential of it, seeing like the gameplay is great, super fluid, the movement's fantastic. You can slide down hills. Gain um, speed down hills, which is really fun. Yes. Uh the uh they have like basically like they have zip lines that are basically they're, they're just a little different from Titanfall 2. Mm-hmm. They also have these like towers where you can um fly through the air to drop to different places if you need I to. I never did that. Yeah, they're like these balloons that are hanging cool. up, are up in the air and you zip line up to the top and it shoots you down. Dang. You basically like parachute in again. I like it. Quote unquote. Yeah. That's super um, cool. The movement and 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 everything is really great. I think the guns are great as well. There's different weapon types. There's heavy weapon ammo, energy weapon uh weapons, shotguns and light weapons, mm. light ammo. Um think like once you kind of like use different ones you kind of get the hang of like i like this one versus this one the there are some things that are harder like if you pick up a gun for instance sometimes it's really hard to know if this is a three-round burst if this is a full auto yep if you know like what is this gun unless you have it memorized yeah so i think that's like there's some like 
tweaking they could do there. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some spawn rate like balancing they need to do because sometimes I'll drop into a, a match and it'll be five minutes before I find something besides handguns or like mm. this whole area is littered with shotguns and that's it. Like, so I don't know. I, I think they need to do a better job of making sure each area at least has some variety mm-hmm. in what you're able to pick up. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you're stuck with shotguns. Well, you have no chance long range. Yeah. And there's a lot of spaces in this that are long range. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's probably some areas for improvement there. Yeah. Um, and I the their currency system is a little confusing as well. There's three different currencies. One of them, like they're like Apex coins you can buy in the store. Premium currency. Yeah. And then like there's these legend tokens and you get those after every match and then there's these crafting tokens that you get inside the apex boxes that you get when you hit new levels or you can buy them with the apex coins mm-hmm. and you use that to craft uh unlocks that you would get in those boxes it's just like okay already you're this is like too much yeah yeah, yeah. so i think there's some simplification or at least be able, i mean i don't think they're going to take any of those out but Explain it better. Yeah, give me give me a give me a breakdown on what does what and what do I need to keep and, and what do I, I need like, to spend. Yeah, you know? how do I how get, do I get each? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the interesting thing like that I I thought about this game was like they they kind of stealth drop as stealth dropped as you can get these days. Where it's like oh it leaked on Friday, released on Monday, right? And like and it's got the loot boxes, so it didn't have like the, I think the uh, like someone from the company mentioned like hey the reason we stealth dropped it was because we've got this game. It's got loot boxes, it's free to play, and it's EA. So <laughs> let's not even give it an opportunity to have like a a, a, a negative spin on this cycle and yeah. not, not announce it early. Let's just drop it. Um, and I think that was the right call. Right. Well, and, and like I think in terms of loot boxes, again, we've said for a long time. Yeah. If loot boxes are uh, cosmetic only, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and especially only, if they give the drop rates, I, I'm like, I'm even well, more okay sure, with it. And, and they don't necessarily give the drop rates, but what they do s- promise you is that you will not get any dupes. Yeah, that's so nice. It's like, that's awesome. That's really so nice. you're just saying if I can just keep leveling up, keep getting loot crates, eventually I'll get all the stuff. Yeah, sure. That sounds amazing. Um, the other thing I'm, I'm super excited about seeing their plan over the next year. So they, they've already released and said, um, okay, over the next year, we're going to do basically a battle pass mm-hmm. uh, over the course of four seasons. So starting in March, we will start the first season. And with every season, we will introduce new heroes. Cool. Um, new skins. That's really cool. Uh, possibly rotate in and out new guns. Mm-hmm. And so like, it seems like they have this plan to continually iterate like Fortnite does. Yeah. Um, introduce new things that might switch. I mean, and you just compare that to like Overwatch. You know, if, if you're a fan of hero shooters, and this is your thing. You love, like, yeah. I'm going to be perform this role on this team. And um, and you like you're just working through all that. The fact that they're going to introduce new heroes all the time, that yep. sounds awesome. Well, I mean, I think about, like, that's something that has revitalized and continually uh, caused Overwatch to be, like, the biggest thing or to, to continually grow and to, to maintain the player base that they have because it changes like you introduce a changes new hero meta. yeah with a new power and it's like oh well now I have to have a new counter over here and how do we yep. figure out this and what if they choose that character so there's like all of this additional um, gameplay stuff that you can you can pregame and, and think about strategize yeah. after the fact that's like oh, it increases your fun you know yeah 
The um, people who enjoy that anyway. The last thing, uh, what was I just thinking about? Oh man, was it the audio? Because I did want to throw out like the the audio, like the the way that the the everything sounds in there, like in my headphones. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, it sounds so. It's good. glorious. Yeah. Like you, you know, even the powers and stuff like that. Whenever I was doing the the warping into the pocket dimension or like whatever, like it was, it all just sounds really good in those uh, in those you know Atmos headphones or whatever. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Um, like I, oh, I don't know what I was gonna say. Uh, the other cool thing I thought was 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 a cool just thing to do. If you're an EA Access subscriber, mm-hmm. um, they you get, gave you basically enough Apex coins to buy one of the heroes cool. that's for sale, and to get a few of the uh, loot boxes. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, just for just for free, and they gave you like a, a token you can put on your player card. Yeah, um, it's just like that's cool. They so didn't yeah. have to do that. Like, there's no reason to do that. If you're a loyal customer, like I'm, like rewarding you for that is really yeah. fun. Like I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's great, man. So anyway, um, if I was gonna put a rating on this right now, yeah, the current um, state that Apex Legends is in, yeah, current state that it's in, I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Nice. Um, I know that's my my um, what we, was that was that my median? That score? was your median score, yeah, you know. So that's fine. Um, Which, by the way, I listened. Movies, I listened back to episode three hundred. I love yeah. that episode. It's so good. It's good. That's awesome. The uh, the dynamic of everybody in the room was really fun. Yeah. Like you know, you've got the you know the curmudgeon Jay Pinions over here. Yeah. And then we, you know, and then and then there's uh, there's like you know Fultron the zinger. You know. It's just, yeah, yeah. And then uh, then there's eight point five Chris, seven point nine John, and then we have Buddy who literally like I mean like every movie I, I loved the dynamic between him and Jay Pinions where like Jay Pinions would like say something like oh man you know trash that movie you're like whatever and then like uh buddy would be like man i like that movie and we're like everybody likes that movie (laughs) (laughs) you were not alone buddy yeah exactly i love it it was it was a good time man um so yeah like i am i am excited to see where it goes from here yeah and i think we said the same thing about uh fortnite whenever we finally reviewed it that's right in like the second season the second season season. the end of the second season i believe yeah um but i feel the same way and almost like more so here because Let's be honest, first-person shooters are more my jam. Yeah. And I just did not ever get into PUBG for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yeah. Well, what, you tend to like Twitch-based shooters, which that's what this yes. is. the high time-to-kill Twitch-based shooter, which is different. It feels real different, like that, that there's a high time-to-kill on a Twitch-based shooter. Yeah. But it's like, ooh, it's it's intriguing. And right. it's more your jam than than a PUBG is. 100%. Which is a low time-to-kill non-Twitch shooter. Yeah. And when PUBG was just like... um I don't know. I, just, I enjoy these. I enjoy this, the fluidity of this gameplay a lot better than just this plotting nature of like, well, I'm just gonna get across this island. You oh, know, yeah. let me hop in this car. Yeah, let me just sit in these bushes. Just hope somebody pops out. Let's hide in this bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> I got. Oh man, and I, I'll tell you, my, like my least favorite thing about PUBG is the inventory management. Oh, dude. Uh, Opening up your menu in the middle of a freaking match because of all the stuff on the floor in this room, yeah, and sorting through it is the worst. Um, and it, I don't think it ever, at least from what I played, unless they've changed it recently. Um, it, on console, it's never been intuitive. Well, it was no, it, like it wasn't. It's so much better in Apex Legends. You know, like you were able to. Oh, like one of the things I like. Um, if you if you have something attached to your gun and you highlight an item, it'll tell you whether or not that is better or worse than what you have yeah. attached and it won't it won't even let you attach it if it's worse it doesn't even like let you be the obvious like no nah, you can't just uh no if it's even if it's if it's equal <laughs> but um at least in my opinion it would it might there might be a way to like hold the button i think maybe yeah to switch yeah. it 
but it like really makes you think about the fact that like I am purposely taking a worse piece of gear. <laughs> 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 um, but it will, um, it, but if you like tap it and it's mm-hmm. a better piece, it'll automatically switch it out for you. So it's just a lot of intuitive things. And I'm just like, man, these are just like quality of life, like improvements on systems that have been just so clunky in the past in these other games. Yeah. And this is so much great. Agreed. Like, like, again, just the ping system in general, like as someone who, yeah. you know, these days, like for the last few months, like I very rarely am able to like get on a mic because it's like, you yep. know, I, I need to be able to like jump off at it, you know, at, at a moment's notice or like, you know, be able to hear what's in the room around me or like whatever. But like, and, you know, not have, like, you know, the crosstalk with people or whatever. But, like, being able to do the ping system, it's like, this opens up all of the options. Like, on that game, the matches that I played, it's like, oh, man. Yeah. I'm communicating with these people. They're communicating with me. And we're not saying a single word to each other. Yeah. And so no one's waking the sleeping baby. You know? Right. It's true. like, this is amazing. Yeah. It's great. I really enjoy it. That's it for this week. Hopefully, next week, we will either uh, review um, the Lego movie, too. That's right. Or a uh, battle, battle angel, angel. Mm, yeah, maybe both. <laughs> I'd be impressed if we uh, if we were able to do both, like make it out to both movies. Hey, so. I, I might want to go see like a movie this weekend. Do the old double feature and you know? uh, do uh, yeah, a battle angel next week. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think we should. Um, also coming up, we have we'll talk about the Academy Awards at some point soon. Mm-hmm. Um, was you were nodding? I think you were thinking of something else. Somebody oh, I was would. saying that we need to have uh, have somebody on to talk about the uh, the Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah, our uh, so our friend Naomi Parton is going to uh, review Kingdom Hearts three. I don't know how long, it's going to take her a while to get through it. I mean that's that's fine. Yeah. It's you know that, it, it's it's one of those games that like I'm super interested in. I'm but still I, not done with Red Dead, so I, I don't legitimately have much to talk about. need someone to like to push me over the fence for the uh, for the old Kingdom Hearts yeah. three. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about some of the shows we got coming up. It'll be, it'll be fun. We're getting into some movies soon so that'll be cool you can find us online at standtargetpodcast.com on twitter at chriswright250 and johnride777 and always online at standtargetpodcast.com at standtargetpod that's right also yeah on twitter go to your podcast service of choice review us tell your friends about us we appreciate it that's it for this week we'll see you next time on stay Stay on on target. target